Welcome to the Fit Fellows Podcast. With over 40 years of combined personal training experience, they are ready to share their knowledge with you to help you grow your business, keep your client communication sharp, and be confident and fulfilled in your career as a personal trainer. Pay attention, because the Fit Fellows be spitting knowledge. Here are your hosts for the show, Russell, Michael, and Michael. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for tuning in with us. And what? Mike over here wearing his headphones. Different. He's got a new style. <laughs> yeah. Got a rocket. All right. Own it. So today, guys, we're going to talk about the top five ways to get clients in a big box gym. Got to get them. Yeah. But before that, uh, we have a little segment. We're gym stories. Gym stories. Gym stories. Let's go and do it. Lots of gym stories. All right, today I go, <laughs> I don't know if it's about the gym, but it's a definitely a client story. So this client, she she came with me, you know, when I went independent from LA Fitness and everybody that I brought over was paying the same rate, you know, so she's been paying the same rate for a while and never upped her rate, actually because she 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 stopped training for a while and then she came back. But this this is the lady, her very first session, she... <laughs> like okay we're gonna do 15 reps and i can see her out of the corner of my eye and i'm like she stopped but she only did like six or seven what <laughs> and i was thinking like why why do you gotta lie right anyway so no names here but fast forward like eight nine years she's still paying the same rate it's it's one of those things where i wasn't really enjoying you know training her because she never would want to push right like, man, I'm just going to raise her rate <laughs> after eight or nine years. Yeah. Dang, Cause well, well from when she first started, she was gone for a little bit. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I was like, man, I'm just going to raise her rate. You know, I'm, I'm about double. I'm about double. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about aggressive. Well, you know, that was, that was in line with what everybody else was paying. Right. So right. I'm like, I'm just going to double it. If she, if she accepts it, I'll be happy. If she says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to train anymore. Then so be it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I told you guys this story, but I expected her to leave. Right. This lady bought a year. <laughs> Bam. A year. There you she go. Just, I mean, she didn't even say anything. She just handed me a check and she's like, here's for the Signed next year. Years. Jeez. <laughs> Dang, man. Must be so, nice. <laughs> anyway, let that be a known for you. Take a risk. See what happens. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. So back to the, back to the show topic. Top five ways to get clients in a big box gym. Our last episode, we sort of talked about our experience there, and now we're going to give you guys some knowledge based on our experience in working at a big box gym. So number one, this comes from you, Mike. Number one is through a first workout. When you have a new member or maybe a member who's been there for a while, you would take them through a workout that you prescribe for them and see how they enjoy it. Hopefully they sign up after that if you do really well, but that's probably the best way to get clients when you're in the gym at that point. So every big box gym does it a little bit different. I, I think Ali Fitness, it's included with your, with your membership, right? You get one free workout. So that's your chance, right? That's a, that's a big chance to sort of show them what you're about, your style, your personality and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most gyms do like, uh, even like, like when I was at Equinox, we did one evaluation for free. We spent like an hour with them, just getting to know them, understanding their background, and then doing a little bit of a session. But then from that, then we would say, okay, now I got a bunch of information. I'll have you come back in for another personal training session right. and I'll build a session based off of what I discovered. 
So in a way they kind of got like two sessions. Right. The first one was just an eval, but then, uh, yeah, then after that, that personal training session that was free, um, if you can show them your skills, then yeah, then that's when you hopefully get them to sign up. Yeah. And, and the, the customer, the members are not stupid, right? right. So they come in, they're <laughs> like, Hey, you get a free training session and they're, you know, they don't want to be hard sold. So a lot of them will, will decline that. Right? right. But they may see you in the gym working out and, and they may be interested right. and, and, you can just offer that to them. You mm-hmm. can just say, you know, mm-hmm. hey, well, why don't, why don't we take advantage of your your first store complimentary workout? And it doesn't even really have to be if they had one, but they're more inclined if they see you, they kind of feel comfortable and then they're going to do it versus yep. right yep. away from the beginning. Yeah. So let me use that as a perfect segue for the second one. Our second one is work out at the gym that you're training at so they can see you. And I got to tell this story, man, because I've been training this guy for 12 years now. What? And that's exactly how I got him. So I was working out at the gym. I got one of those cold call sheets, call these members, see if they want to do their free session. So I called this guy, just left a message on his phone and he never got back to me. And you know, you get like a list of just so many people. And sometimes you call them again, sometimes you don't. I don't think I called him again for a while. He had gotten my message, listened to it. Then he went into the gym and in the gym, we have like a profile wall of like whether there's a picture of the trainer and then kind of like their skill set. And so he looked at me up on the wall. He's like, okay, now I see what this guy looks like. And I see the certifications. So he walked around the gym and he looked for me and he saw me training and guess who he saw me training? He saw me training my mom. What? <laughs> no joke. My parents were in from Montana on vacation yeah. visiting me and I was in the gym training my mom. And so he's eavesdropping in the background, watching my personal training session. And he, he picks up that she's my mom and he watched, he's like, wow. Okay. So he can train his mom. Uh, maybe I'll give this guy a chance. I think I ended up calling him a second time and then he called me back and he's like, yeah, I'll do a free session with you. Take it from there. And I, so I did, I did a free session with him and I, I wasn't after that one, but it was a couple later. He's like, you know why I gave you a shot is because I saw you training your mom and I watched you and I actually was impressed. And so this guy, and this is why these people are like good clients or they, they do this sort of behavior before they pick you up as a trainer, because he's one of the most high profile lawyers in Pasadena. Wow. This guy's super smart extremely successful, runs a big time law firm. And so he's, he's not a joke dude. Mm. And so he took it seriously and he evaluated me. I've been training for 12 years. Nice. I trained him five years before a lumbar uh, fusion, trained him through the lumbar fusion surgery process, rehab. Mm. And then I've been training him since then and built him right back up. So that's, that's the value of like working out at the gym and then, and then believing that people are watching you. Right. right. I got, you know, I got one for that too. I mean, that's awesome. It's kind of a segue into both. I have a client who watched me in the gym, same thing, you know, working out for who knows, maybe a year. Did he see on that, that ab machine with the plate? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Man, okay. get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So she saw me in the gym and honestly, I didn't know who she was. You know, I had, I hadn't really noticed her. One day I get a call from the sales team. They said, you have someone that wants to do a first workout with you. And for me, of course, first workouts are also about building rapport. You know, the more rapport you build in that workout, the more inclined they're going to sign up because they have a good relationship with you. So I I come down and I introduce myself and we talk. We sit down for literally an hour and a half. What? And just talk and just break things down about her life and everything. So after that, we set up for the first workout take her through the workout. She absolutely hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. She hated it. And so, you know, she called me back. She's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to, you know, go through, 
through this process with you. So I, I called her back and I said, hey, I know it was kind of rough the first time, but we sat down, we built great rapport. Let's have you come back in and we're going to change it up a little bit. So from that moment, she came back in, I changed it up a little bit, and she's now been a client and friend for about 12 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. it worked out. That's good. Right. Yeah, so so if if we didn't make that clear, the, the second one was... Working out, work out at the gym. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I should make clear. I was training my mom, but I was also like working out too. So yeah, the trainer, the the clients are going to watch the trainers train themselves. Absolutely, and uh, and they see how detailed you are, how much care you take, how creative you are. Uh, Are you doing goofball stuff, or are you like serious about your training? Because people like. I think, think about it. the people who can afford training usually are pretty smart or they're pretty savvy to life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially if you're going to build a business with a lot of clients, like you're going to have those sorts of people. So they watch how you train. Right. So train there, show off. Yeah. Right. It's sort of, um, it's, it's not one of the points, but like if you're yourself and you're doing stuff that, that you like, you're going to be good at it. But if you're trying to do stuff, you know, that you're not really, <laughs> it's not really you, but you're just doing it to show off. That is not going to work either. Right. And we think about it too. We all have our niche, right? We all have our way of training, of working out. There's someone for for everyone. So you might be that hardcore bodybuilding, pumping iron person. And there are people that are watching you do that. And they're like, oh, I want that guy. Or you could be the functional, you know, just doing yoga and and different things like that. And people say, I want that guy. So whatever it is, just be sure that, you know, you stay true to you and, and you do what you do in the gym, just make sure you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even, even like, let's say someone who does uh, a lot of cardio, right? right? Like you're just going to attract who wants to be like you. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So it's, it's, you're better off just being yourself. Right. Number three, number three, number three, direct <laughs> referrals from the sales staff. Exactly. <laughs> Love your sales staff. Yes. yes. Don't burn bridges. Nope. Love your sales staff. <laughs> well, what what does that mean? What does that mean? So how does it work at, uh, or how did it work at Bally's? Well, at Bally's, what we would do is the sales staff would sell memberships. And of course, the first workout comes with the membership and they would attach those workouts to trainers. A lot of times to trainers that they either liked or disliked. So if you, you know, came in just irritated and, you know, went off on the sales staff because their first workout was not a a good lead or something, you're probably not going to have a lot of business from them. So what you want to do is just schmooze, you know, be nice to them, be cordial. And that way they'll align uh, first workouts with you. You have more, you know, more ways of, of receiving business and you also keep the team intact. So, right. And, and any, company policy that they're supposed to rotate. Like you can just forget about that. <laughs> right. They're not going to follow the policy. Yeah, they're not rotating nothing. Yeah. yeah. They're sales staff and they generate their income from referrals right. from members. And so if the members are happy with them right. and happy with the trainer that they selected, then they're going to refer more people to the gym and right. to that person on the sales staff. So it's all a network. Yeah. And uh, so if you take care of that network, like for example, like if uh, you're a first time or a new trainer to a, to a big box gym and the sales guy says, okay, this guy has this skill set, and I have a lady that's signed up for training and she wants that skill set, So he passes her off to you and you know, she signs up and she does some training, you know, do something nice for the guy. I mean, right. you don't have to buy him flowers and a card, <laughs> you know, that might be weird, but, but you, you know, you extend a, you know, a thank you. Thank you, you. You can come up with some kind of creative way, you know, find like the, one of the guys like dark chocolate. So I buy a dark chocolate thing. There you go. You know I mean? It, like just simple things, like just pay attention to the people that are, that are taking care of you yep. and, and just be thankful and, and reward back. Yeah. I, I do that now, uh, for referrals, um, here 
I never say it. I never incentivize, but after it comes in, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a, a thank you card and like a Starbucks card or something. And mm-hmm. those kinds of things go a long way. Oh, for yep. sure. A long way. Little goes a long way. The flip side of that, if you are on their bad side, everyone knows, right? Like they, yeah. they know they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give that. The, the, the sales staff is not going to feel confident giving you that lead. And yeah, the door shuts on you real and, quick. And no one's really going to come back, back you up if those initial leads come through the door. And, and those are plentiful because yeah. there are new people coming yep. in every day. All the time. So that's, that's yeah. a really and good. The, and the new people are motivated to train you. So that's why they join in the gym. Right. And so, the, you know, that's a good hook right there. The other thing about like direct referrals from, from staff is uh, like, let them know what your skill set is. So like we just it. talked about, like every one of us has a little bit of a style or a different skill set. My skill set was I came from the rehab world. I've actually had a science degree and I spent a lot of time in physical therapy clinics. I did a lot of training, physical therapy clinics. And so I made that known and then I showed my skill set that way. And so I got a lot of clients because people would come in, older people would come in and say, oh, I got a shoulder problem or I got a knee problem. I have a recent hip replacement. Ouch. And they're like, well, I don't want to screw this one up. Like, right. th- that's a big deal to, to deal with an injured person. Right. Yeah. And so they'd be like, okay, send him to Mike because Mike knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, and that was my skill set. And so if you have a skill set, like you're going to make the sales staff happy when they know they're, they're comfortable referring people to you with certain you know situations. Right. And what I would do too is also train some of the sales staff, take them through a workout. Yep. yep. You know, they oh, know that's exactly that's how, really you, good, Mike. how you work out and how you operate and transfer that over to the new members. Yeah. I trained everyone on the sales staff at Equinox at, at one time. Right. Right. So our listeners uh, are either thinking about getting in the business or they're young in the business. Uh, what do you have to say to them who feel that they don't have that experience where they're not as confident to, to take on new people? Cause you know, let's say that they, they're just interested in exercising. They just got their certification. They right. just got hired. What do you say to those, those people? Practice. But we talking about practice, man. Yeah, practice. Exactly. Go to work. Practice. Do your research, uh, go learn and then go practice on yourself. Right. I mean, practice. I, I know a lot of my physical therapy stuff because, and I've had two shoulder surgeries and a knee surgery. Ouch. So I have my, my own personal experience, right. but I, I didn't have bad back history. I didn't have hip replacement history, right. um, but I studied, I learned and I, and I went to practice and I would do the exercise myself and I would start to develop those skills and then you know what you're doing. Right. So, yeah. So get in the gym and, and experiment, play, do some things. I mean, it's just like if you're an athlete, you go out there, you experiment, you, you practice your different skills in the basketball court or the football field or whatever. Right. Same thing in the, in the training gym, like practice your skills. Right. If all you, you knew how to do going in was like pushups or pull-ups and you feel like that's not enough, Right know this, know that there are people coming through that door who don't, don't know, know how to do anything. That. Right. <laughs> they know nothing and they're relying on you. And if all you can do is teach them to do a push up, you're considered like an expert for them, right? Mm-hmm. You can right. do it safe. So it's not so much like you have to know what you know and, right. and just do that and be comp- confident in that. As you grow, your skill set will grow and, right. and what you can teach will grow, but just you're yeah. going to start somewhere yeah. and start, start like really knowing what you got anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get your certification basically consider competent. So if you're competent, then you should be able to take someone through a workout. Now, how you do those workouts is going to be based on just practicing what you, you know, what you've already been learning. So be confident and get to it and practice. But we talking about practice. Yeah. Man. And, and you know, everyone, everyone's fitness journey is different. Right. And I would say the super ripped Bruh. bodybuilder guy, <laughs> He, he's going to turn off some people, right? Like some people are going to yeah, be, they don't want that. Yeah. They, right. they don't want to train with that person. Majority of people don't want that. Right. That's why Mike is like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I knew oh, that was flexing. coming somewhere. He's flexing all the time. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> 
All right. What do you got for number four? Number four. Now this is a wrinkle and we talked about this and, and we broke it uh, away from the last topic on purpose. This is a, this is a real fine detail one. The front desk staff. Front desk staff. For all those front deskers that have helped us create yes. this uh, <laughs> business and get to this point where we are today. I love Thank you. I appreciate you so, you so much. much. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. So break it down for us. Why, why is the front desk staff on our list? Why is it different from the sales staff? So the front desk staff is the first person that someone sees when they come in the gym for an appointment or to ask about personal training. And that person is now going to give that lead or to someone else and it should be you. Yeah. So if you are good with the front desk person, then you're going to get a lot of leads. You know, Michael, uh, we have someone at the front desk requiring the first workout. You come down there, you introduce yourself and the system is built. So that's, that's what I feel is good about the front desk. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. It's a nice way to, in a way, like skip the sales staff. What? You know, right. sometimes like, you know, that you want to be doing that necessarily, but, uh, if you're aware of the, you know, the great gift that it is, uh, to, for that person to walk into a gym right. and then the first person they see is that front desk person. The front desk person is like, Oh, you're interested in training. Yeah. And I have a couple of trainers here that I'm friends with this one guy. Oh, you, you want to work with this? Oh, I, I'll send you over to Mike. Cool. You know, you just cut out the middleman and you have such an easier transition to like trust with that client right. because they see that front desk person every single day. Right. It's like, it's like a, <laughs> that person is a part of their life, yep. especially the, you know, the front desk staff that it's kind of like a all day job, just meeting people. And so they know, the members of the gym better than almost anybody. Right. If you have good relationship with the front desk staff, you're respectful of them you treat them nicely. And if they, you know, they have referrals for you and they skip through the sales staff and, and you, you know, you give them thanks back. That's a huge way to develop a solid business and good clients too. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're going to go to bat for you. You know, yep. It, yep. we know when you're training, it's like, I got one after the other, you know, coming in. And so when that person's coming in early, a lot of times they might be irritated or had a bad day and they're just, mm -hmm. they're going to take that on you. That front desk person <laughs> can take a lot of that heat before you see it. Yep. And that way, when you see them, they're a little more, you know, in a better mood, a little more chipper and that'll help your session go by better. So. Yeah, absolutely. The, the gym that you work at, their policy may be, you know, the sales have to go through a team or, or they may have some sort of structure, but all that goes out the window, right? right? Like. They may be on break. They may be on lunch. They may be with exactly. another client. So they're going to look for somebody. Right. There's a lot of opportunity for them to hand those, those leads off. Yeah. Right. In a way I got a cool story. It's how I got two clients one time. So I was friends with one of the guys who was a front desk staff. He was a college student. Um, we talked a lot and uh, we had a lot in common. And so we just had a you know good relationship with the guy and this, this guy walked in and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm kind of new to the area. I would like to do some training. I'm a professor hmm. at the college. So he's like, Oh, check out my friend, Mike. And so like that minute I did a first session, I trained him. Right. Right. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I had a good time. He's like, you know what? Uh, my son just started high school and he wants to, he wants to like do some football. Would you, would you be able to train him? I was like, yeah, of course. And so like two, two clients in one, <laughs> yeah. right. All because I had a relationship with, with the guy who was working the front desk while he's a college student. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Got to be that multi-model approach to get the sales staff, front desk staff, your first workouts, all that. Man, yep. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what it's like at Equinox or, or Bally's, but you know, sometimes we would hang out in between clients or waiting for clients at the trainer's desk, or sometimes you hang out by the front waiting for your client to come in. So there's a lot of time to mm -hmm. hang out, talk Just with talk them. Life, right? Yep. Yeah. And what, what I would do is I would help them. Right. I would yeah, help them check good. in clients. Hey. Right? 
I would help them like, you know, cause they get busy. The phone yep. comes on. I would help them with the phone. I would do yep. whatever I can. Yeah. Yep. You know, just be greeting people at the door for them when you guys, right. yeah, time. just, just right. sacrifice your time a little bit and it'll go a long way. Yep. You know, bringing coffee or something, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that all the, all those things go a long way. So stock, uh, stock the cabinets or stock the, the drinks, the refreshments, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Everything helps. Yeah. These, these are all, all this list is oh, aside from what they're going to tell you is to just work the floor. And, right. 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 We, we don't put yeah. anything on those for a reason. Yeah. Be yeah. a good floor trainer to approach someone when they're doing their workout. Say, Hey, yeah. can I help you with? No. Yeah. <laughs> trainers. Yeah. Better uh, ways, better ways. Trainers doing that or not trainers anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just to remind our, our listeners, how much have you spent on advertising? Uh, zero. And how much zero. have you spent? And I've spent zero. So, uh, you know, we, we've come to this point in our career doing some things right. So, all right. All right. Number five. Last one on the list. Trainers leaving the gym and passing off their clients to you. Boom. Bingo. That's like three, four, five clients. <laughs> right? You can get that. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, me personally, I haven't had that happen a lot. What? At Bally's, um, it was a little different. When trainers would leave, the the training supervisor would take his clients mm. and then divvy them out to people or train them himself, depending on who it was. But most of the time, even I would be cool with, you know, some of the trainers. It really wasn't in their power to say, okay, I'll take that. Unless the client just said, hey, I want to work with him. I don't want to work with anyone else. What do you guys think? You know what that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little buster. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, um, okay, so there's workarounds that, right? So even even if the it is like that, your training colleagues, right. you have dialogue with them. You you know what's going on, if they're going on for school or changing jobs. Right. And I would say when they're sharing that with you, that's a great opportunity to ask them, you know, what, what, what is your plans for your clients? Do they, do they plan to say, keep training? Are any of them interested in training with me? Those are the questions that I would ask, right? To circumvent what happens at your, your gym or what happened there, the clients can choose whoever they want to go with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't know why they didn't. No, I mean, I've had a few, <laughs> but it just, I haven't had a gold rush of, you know, trainers leaving. And, and again, where, where I was at, we were small family of trainers and uh, not a lot of people left. There was a steady, you know, five guys or six guys that were there for, you know, seven years plus. So we didn't really have a lot of a rotation of people, got people, we kept them. So, so a big box gym, the sessions probably work different than how we do it here, right? We're independent and, and everyone does their stuff differently. But how I understand it is, you know, if you buy a bulk of sessions, the gym still owes the client, right? right? So if they buy a 24 pack and their trainer leaves halfway through, there's 12 sessions still left that the gym holds that right. somebody's going to pick up. Yeah. Right. And and in this profession, you're always, you always know who's training at what time, even if they're not your client, right? right. You get a feel for them. Maybe you want to train them. Maybe, maybe you don't, you know, right. but it's definitely a way to, to get clients, right? Yeah. I had a big role of clients actually, because my story is obviously quite different than Mike's. We talked about this before where like his gym was more like a family oriented, you know, team membership sort I of love you, mentality. Uh, yeah. Mine was more dog eat dog sort of, you know, grind it out and, and cut your teeth uh, for yourself sort of situation. <laughs> Literally. So you say you have like, what you had like five to seven trainers. So at Equinox, we had 40 plus trainers most of the time. Wow. What? Yeah. It was brutal. So your turnover Literally, I was there for two years. Mm. Uh, when I left, I think there were like four or five trainers still there that were there when I got there. 
And I think there was like three trainers or four trainers that were there uh, that came along with me. And so of the 40, like 30 were brand new what? Wow. in two years. Wow. So wow. the rollover uh, yeah. was fierce. And right. so I picked up a lot of clients because I got heads up from people that, yeah, I'm going and develop relationships with that trainer or you develop relationships with that client. Right. And so, yeah, they get passed off right away, you know? So that was a big deal for my business for sure. And just being aware of the situation and, you know, you take advantage of that and it can help quite a bit. All right. So just to uh, recap before we move on our list, top five ways to get clients in a big box gym. Number one, first workout. Number two, workout at the gym that you train at. Number three, referrals from the sales staff. Yeah. Number four, front desk staff. And number five, trainers leaving the gym, passing off their clients. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next segment of our show, which is gym gadgets. Gym gadgets. Gym oh. gadgets. <laughs> the gym gadgets. Little buster. <laughs> oh, yes. What is that? Bam. The squat bar. Neck Foam pad. pad. Yep. Neck pad, hip pad, all around pad. This is a squat bar pad from okay we'll just off say, brand. from yeah. off brand USA. <laughs> All right, right. So this one There's is different from this stuff. the the protective pad that sort of wraps completely around the bar and has Velcro. Velcro this one you phone, just sort yeah. of snap on, which is nice. Like it's it's easy in that sense. But right. do you think it's what do you think of it? I think it is great. great you think great. it's great? I, I think use this great. a lot. <laughs> I have one of those. So what do you use it for? So. I'm going to go ahead and break that down <laughs> okay. to you, my young man. <laughs> it's great because, you know, as trainers, we tend to transfer some of what we do onto our clients. So, you know, put the bar on your back. Just, it hurts though. No, put it on your back. <laughs> and essentially our clients or some clients are not coming here to be macho, to be, you know, this right. they want to be comfortable. Muscle. They want to be comfortable in their workout. So this does definitely help that. It keeps the session going where they're not sitting there complaining because the bars on their neck. You don't have to worry about it. It's also great for hip thrusts. If you're doing barbell hip thrusts, you can put that on your, your hips so you're not you know attacking your bones too much. And it's a good tool for that. So I would say for comfortability, it's good for clients who are not trying to be superhuman, Rambo, Hulk Hogan and everything in, in between. Yeah, or they're just not used to squatting with a bar on their back. I mean, you know, just a lot of people, it's not a movement or like an, a position of an of a object on their back. It's not something they're used to. Right. Yeah, this is super helpful just for making people comfortable when they're doing bar squats. And I use this when I do my hip thrust because you know, I'm a skinny guy. I got bony hips. And so <laughs> give me some padding, man. Right, right. And I mean, it's 20 to $30 if that, so. I like the design. I, I think it's easy to get on and off the bar, which, you know, when you're training, you have a 55 minutes or an hour or whatever, like time is money, right? Right. So I like how quickly it goes on. I wish it were like a little bit denser material because they, they seem to break down yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, the phone breaks down pretty quick. Yeah, but other than that, your clients are going to like it. Like, right. yeah, I, I would recommend they're getting helpful, this. They're definitely helpful. Right. Yeah. Mo most gyms are not going to have stuff like this, or if they do, they're going to be old, yeah. or your Get clients your are going to have issues yeah. touching yeah. other people's sweat. Right. Yeah, <laughs> especially right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this this is definitely worth it in my book, so. Right. All right, well, thanks for checking out another episode. Yes, yes. All right. Hey, if hey. you'd like to hear more helpful stories about the life of a trainer, Stay tuned to the Fit Fellows podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you can submit your own gym stories and yep. maybe we'll, we'll uh, hear about it. read one on the air. All so right. uh, check out fitfellows.com or on Instagram and submit those stories and we'll, we'll check them out and read them on the air. All right.
Thanks for checking out the Fit Fellows podcast. You best be tuned in next week when they drop that knowledge for your app. We welcome your input and feedback. And you can find out more about the show at www.thefitfellows.com. Thanks again for listening or watching. We out. Peace. Ha, 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 ha.